what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me, X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And the Rucker Report. My family, what up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. Yeah, all right, all right, we are back and at it, got my brothers with me, welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast, I'm your boy Professional Sutton, and I'm your boy Chris G, I think that he hit mute, we can't hear you Ruck, and it's your boy The Ruck Report, Yo. <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm I'm here. I knew you were. The producer the producer told me to mute my phone and just like Zoom calls, I forgot it. No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. But it's your boy the record report. What's good, fellas? How y'all doing? What up, what up, what up? Well listen, man, I know it's no, uh, no. <clears throat> I know we're not into sports, but sports is definitely coming. So we wanna talk about that. But before we talk about that, we wanna thank our sponsor. WYBC. The rhythm of the city. And also, folks, just so you know, we are looking for sponsors. If you look on the screen, I have all the information there so you can hit us up. Um, You know, you can inbox us if you're trying to, you know, get your, you know, get your situation right. If you want to get your business going on, you know, definitely hit us up. You know, we are looking for sponsors because we want to help you grow your business, but also we want to. Grow ours with you. And you can find us at all these locations. Facebook, Instagram, at RealDSTM1. Uh, Twitter, RealDSTM1, actually. Um, RealDSTM, that's the uh, Instagram page. Also, Chris, he going to leave you his cash app at the end of that. So, you know, if you want to donate uh, to my brother. Chris, 233. Three, three. <laughs> definitely. That's man. Chris. Two three two three three. <laughs> Drop a couple dollars in there. Yeah, you know, every little bit helps, man. Every little bit helps. So, quite can't be the only one getting paid. Nah, man. Listen, I want, I want my brothers getting paid, man. You know, I, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't just about me. It's about us. You know what I mean? So, you know what? I, I hear a lot of fast talking because what I know is me and Rupp is old five dollars a piece. Listen, it's still there. Five dollars is still there, yo. It's still there. I thought I was ain't going nowhere. So on the menu today on a roster, um, we got some we got some good stuff that we're gonna talk about, man. We wanna talk about uh this whole minority incentive that the NFL is giving out. We wanna talk about is it fair? Should it be going on? What you think about it? Also, uh Dame Lillard responds to Dan Orlowski. You know, we got some audio for that. We're going to try to play it for you. If you can't hear it, then you know, we'll tell you about it. Also, we got the NBA playoffs. NBA is set to return in July. So we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about all that. But, fellas, man, before we start there, man, how are you, you guys doing, man? How are you guys doing, man? Straight up. Rock, yeah, you take that, be, man. I'm going to be doing a lot better next week because the barbershop is going to be over. <laughs> So, <laughs> see me, see me, literally see me next week. Okay, all right. So, next week, rock gonna be ready to rock and roll. So we're gonna be set. Let me make sure that this is everybody can see. Is it? Can y'all see the live? Is good. 
Yeah, I can see it. It look yeah, good. I, okay, good. I just want to make sure everything is good. So I'm gonna start sharing it to my different groups, man. Uh, let everybody know. That look like we, look like somebody don't got a fresh one this week, but nah, yeah. I don't know. listen. Mm. I never had a fresh one. Listen, man. I never had a fresh mm. one. I'm for the call. Right, right, right. right. I'm for the call. Yeah, right. So speaking of riding for the calls, man, you know, we we got a lot going on before the NFL season even kicks off now. We got this uh Minority coaches and their incentives and how the NFL want to play that out. Now, Ruck, can you please tell the people about this and what's this incentives that the NFL want to give if you are hiring minorities in positions? I mean, the, the long and short of the whole thing is that they're going to start rewarding teams with different like draft picks in terms of their order, you know, if they have certain people that are on their their coaching staff and and things like that, or the amount of interviews that you do, so with the initial reaction, I think my initial reaction was the same as everybody else's. Like this is definitely a bunch of BS. It's really disrespectful to the people that have been minority coaches in the league. It's really disrespectful to the people that have been minorities that have had such a slim opportunity to get in front office positions, much less coaching. Um, but then I, I started to think about this. And Chris, you're going to love this one. So I listened to Jay Williams talk about this joint. And I hardly ever agree with anything else Jay Williams say, unless you say he's from Jersey because he is from Jersey. But what he did say was something very interesting, was just the fact that, we know or we should know because of the, the climate that we're in that this is the NFL's ploy as a, this is them trying to meet their quota. This is them not really believing in, in the fairness needed across the board, but this is them doing what they do to protect the shield, to protect the business. But what Jay Williams said is if the door is open for us to walk through, no matter how it's open, we still need to walk through. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people might not agree with that, but I think, again, his whole point was, if this gives others opportunities, we need to take full advantage of this and what they're doing now. Mm. So I think my stance has kind of softened a little on this, but I want to see how all of this plays out because there are tons of minority coaches that, have been around the league that need opportunities. I mean, we talked about last week, Eric B. And I mean, we talked about other people that have done great things in this league. Um, we saw the league over the last year in their hundred season campaign, um, really highlight women mm -hmm. and giving them more opportunities in, in, in terms of team activities, team uh, jobs in the front office and things like that. So it is our turn. But I, I still have a problem with how they're letting it be our turn. But at the same time, take what we can get. So I'm with it. Hmm. I'm let Chris go. So Chris, what do you what do you say to that? You know, do you think that you know we should just go with it, or you think that we should say, hey, you know what? Listen, it should be fair all across the board. I would say that um, first of all, I just want to come straight out and say that this ruling rule is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how I feel about it and 
I understand what Jay Williams is saying. You know, if we're going to get an opportunity, even if it's a messed up opportunity, then, you know, you still got to walk through that door. And there's some validity to that. I won't mm-hmm. I won't totally throw that away. I won't, uh, as they say, throw the baby away with the bathwater on that uh, mm-hmm. assumption that he's making. But at the same time, I also don't want black coaches to be used as a tool for owners and teams. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be. Well, we don't really need a black coach, but you know what we do need. We do need a, a couple extra picks in this draft coming up. So let's go mm-hmm. grab us a black coach to put them with the D backs or the running backs or the wide receivers or whatever, whatever, so we could get a little incentive. I mean, you know, once we get them, we'll see how it is, but. I don't want the, the, the determining factor of them hiring a black coach to be for the benefit of getting something extra from the league. I want you to hire a black coach because he was equipped and the best person for the job. I want you to hire a black coach because you did the interview process, and in that interview process you felt like he gives you the best chance to win. I want you to give uh, a black coach a job because – you as an owner or as an organization just don't want to give handouts to your boys because your, your your son used to go to college with this white dude 15 years ago, and now he's an offensive coordinator at North Dakota State, and you think he's going to be the second coming of, of, you know, whoever, whatever white coach is the thing in the league at the current time. So, you know, that's I got a big, big problem with how they're framing it. Mm-hmm. I understand that black coaches in the NFL haven't gotten a lot of chances. So any chance should be, I don't know, accepted. But I, I just don't fall in that line of thinking, man. I want I want them to actually say, we're going to give them a shot. And whether you hire them or not, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But a lot of times with the first Rooney rule that's in place now, They'll just give you an interview because they have to, but you already done heard through the grapevine that they hiring this white coach anyway. Like, for instance, when the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy, was there anybody else? That, I mean, everybody pretty much knew it was Mike McCarthy from the jump. So what was that interview process? I, I mean, yo, miss me with the good experience stuff. A good experience is if I actually got a shot in the interview. That's good experience. But if you just giving me the excuse me, if you just giving me the interview just so you could fill a quota, they're gonna do the same thing with this new Rooney rule. You're just gonna give extra interviews or hire a coach just to fill a quota so you could benefit from it. And I don't like it. I definitely agree with that, Chris. I definitely agree with what you're saying because now Ruck, now I agree to, you know, I definitely agree, you know, if we have an opportunity then go with it. And that's cool. My only problem with this is that I don't want them to once again, you know, use our labor to benefit them. So for example, let's just say, I don't know, uh, the Cleveland Browns, right? They say, you know what? We're going to hire us a black coach. We're going to make sure that this black coach get what he deserves. Okay. We're going to give it to him so we can get these picks. Now they get these draft picks. They get everything that they're getting. Next thing you know, they're like, yeah, your three years is up. And he could have a winning record. We've seen NFL coaches with winning records still get the boot. And I don't want it to be mm-hmm. where, like Chris said, 
you're filling quota. You know, you're you just take an interview because okay, let me just do this and that's it. But through the great fine, we already know who's gonna get the job. We already know that white coaches are going to fill up. White coaches are going to get they're just due, even if they don't deserve it. We've seen it happen all across major sports. So to incentivize the teams, it's 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 pretty sickening. You shouldn't have to incentivize them. If the league is 85% black and there's only four minority coaches, I mean, head coaches, that's a problem. That is a problem right there. And that problem needs to be addressed. So they can give all the draft picks. They can give whatever they want. But it needs to be already in place, you know, because you're going to see a lot of these really owners say, hey, listen, let's just hire him. Let's just continue to make my billions of dollars. Even if we lose, he had a shot. Hey, I don't know what to tell him. And that's what I don't want to happen. You know, like Chris said, you know, they're going to hire these coaches just, just to put them on the roster so they can get what they want. And then what? They're going to kick them out. So that's my only that's my only gripe with that. Like, I don't like it because it shouldn't need, it shouldn't have to be incentivized. It shouldn't have to be. You should hire these coaches because they are well qualified. They put in their just due and they should get the job if they are, you know, doing it really, really well. So that's Yo, how I'm going to just. I'm going to just say this, and it's not that I don't agree with you, but even if you're not going to hire him, at least I just give him a fair shot in the interview. Right. Just don't already come out going, yo, we know the guy that we want, but we just going to go through the process because this is what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Then why go through the process? Right. You're just going through the motions. It's all for show, and I don't like all for show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Be, your, be, your, be, be the real you. If you're an asshole, be an asshole. I agree. If you're genuinely good, be genuinely good. But don't put on a show for nobody. So if you're not going to hire the coach, if like you know for a fact you already got your guy, whoever that may be, and there is a lot of coaches in the NFL, because Kingsbury comes to mind, Matt LaFleur comes to mind, mm. that just got <laughs> job in. Yes. Adam uh, uh, what's up? What's uh what's our old boy for the Jets? I can't remember his Adam name right Gase. now. I was down in Miami. Adam, Adam Gates. There's a lot of unqualified have they either have shown you that they suck or were very unqualified at the level that they came from that you just decided was the guy. Right? So only thing I'm saying is why can't you give a black coach a fair interview? Just a fair interview. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even want the, I, I mean, obviously I ain't coaching, so I don't give a fuck, but I don't even want the, the, <laughs> the fake gesture. Well, you know, this is good experience for you. Nah, nah, give me a real shot. Tell, let, let me know you haven't made a decision and whoever comes in and wows you the most gets the job. And if Adam Gase and Cliff Kingsbury and Matt LaFleur and, and all the mother, if they really wow you over and they win, fine. You know what? You won. But don't just come out and go, yo, that's the guy we want. And then go through a bunch of bullshit interviews because th- that mentality of how they do it is just going to carry over to the next Rooney Rule. Because let's not act like the first Rooney, Rooney Rule was working. Nope. So number the, the second Rooney Rule ain't going to work. If they, were already, if they already had their mind set up of how they were going to work it with the first rule. They're going to have their minds made up and a plan in place to how to work the second rule for their benefit. Agreed. They don't want to hire black coaches. There's a stigma in sports, especially NBA 
in 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 football about black leadership positions. Mm. And a Rooney rule to me ain't gonna fix it. Mm. Agree. I agree. Now, what would you say would be, you know, Ruck, what would you say, you know, should be done about this? You know, again, because, you know, they're going to just try to sweep it on the rug. But what do you think needs to be done for this to be fair all across the board? I mean, it's it just everything that Christian said, really, for it to be fair, it really has to be a level playing field. My thing is, you know, teams and general managers and owners have all the car blanche to say who they want. Mm-hmm. That, that That's definitely on them. But if it's going to be a true process, let it be a true process. If you're going to say that your owner and your franchise is about winning, at least make your choice be somebody that's been a winner in the NFL or not just the fad. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. was the most upsetting thing watching Kevin Stefanski get the job in Cleveland because oh, they never gave Eric Bieniemy a shot at all. You know, I think you talk about the guy that was the special teams coach in New England that gets the Giants has job. Yeah. You know, where did yeah. that come from? Yeah. You know, and, and, and my thing is the, the sad part about it is that our coaches have been tremendously successful in every league that they've been in. Like, you can't tell me that Lovey Smith wasn't successful in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that Tony Dungy wasn't successful in Tampa Bay, in, in Indianapolis. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that, you know. Denny Green wasn't I mean, successful in Minnesota. I mean, not, you, you can't tell me. You can't tell me that Denny Green wasn't successful. You you can't tell me that Herm Edwards wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't tell me that Ozzie Newsom was, wasn't or should not go down as one of the best GMs of all time. You know, th- there are a lot of things that they just overlook. And I, and I think, again, the, the ironic thing, and I think the thing that hurts the most for the true sports person that watches this is that they make these decisions at the sacrifice of losing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, excuse me, and of winning. Because they say they want to win, but they're making decisions that have nothing to do with winning. You want to meet a fad. You want to meet a quota. You want to do a favor that you owe somewhere else. Mm. So I don't know if there's anything that can truly be done to fix it because, you know, listen, for every Raheem Morris, right? Mm. Oh, man. Shout out to, shout out to my boy Rob from, from Jersey. For every Raheem Morris, there's a Greg Chiano. Mm-hmm. You understand? So... Mm. It's it's not at a place or it won't be at a place where we can get true equality with it. But just give us the, the true shot like 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 Chris is saying. And my thing is, you, you gotta understand this too. And y'all know I say it all the time about the banana and the tailpipe. Uh-huh. They're saying that you're gonna get extra picks. They didn't say that you had to keep these people in those positions once you got those picks. Okay. I thought that you had to keep them for at least yeah. two years. And then, you know, uh, they're going to find a way around that, brother. Right. Now, now, now I do want to, you know, get to some of these points, you know, and, you know, and if you just tune in, you know, you, you tune into one of the best podcasts out there. Don't shoot the messenger podcast. Um, I want to hit mm-hmm. up some of these points. Raymond B. Bennett said, um, and which is which is a good point. He said, Caldwell last year with the Lions, he won nine games 
and Matt Patricia hasn't won nine games. And then also, uh, shouts mm-hmm. out to Doug. Well, hold on, hold on. Because yeah, um, we brought up this point before, where yeah. I don't know I do. Um, mm-hmm. Not only Matt Patricia hasn't won nine games, he hasn't won nine games in two years. Mm-hmm. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, don't, let's not forget, Caldwell just missed the playoffs yep. his last mm-hmm. year that they fired him. The year before that, he was in the playoffs when they got robbed by the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And they should have won that first round matchup. And, and, and remember, they gave him they gave him a very short leash. Very short leash. And and and, and the, his uh, predecessor, uh, what's his name? Um, the he's the defensive coordinator for. Forgot uh, No, 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 not Chuck. Not Chuck. No, Chuck is uh, indie. It's uh, the the small dude. Um, him and uh, Harbaugh got into a skirmish yeah, sh- when sh- the Niners sh- had sh- beat him. Something short, oh, short, short. short. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Shorts, shorts, yeah, yeah. Jim Schwartz? Yep. Jim Schwartz? Yep. They yeah, gave yeah. him yeah. had one good season. He had one good season. Actually, that was the season that him and the Niners went at it. And he was sucky the rest of his tenure there. Yep. But they gave him this long leash. This long leash. And then Carwell gets the job. He's immediately, he's immediately successful. He's playoff contention and winning record. And you know what? Matt Patricia, the shiny new toy from New England, and it's not like those guys paying out well no. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, he's the shiny new toy. He comes in, and he's he's sucked. He's been sucking. And then the words that he had with uh, Darius Slay, mm. I don't know if y'all remember those words. Yep. About him not being an elite uh, D-back and him shouldn't be working out with the top cornerbacks in the league because he ain't on that level. Mm. That's the head coach that they want molding and shaping these young athletes on teams. They'd rather have a Matt Patricia. And and I I guarantee you this, Matt Patricia could have another losing season this year. Guarantee it. If it's even a smidgen, as long as it's not catastrophic, like, you know, two wins or something like that. Did he get you five or six wins? Oh, yeah, we're making progress. No, but even if he does... You know, have a you know catastrophic season. What they would do is they'll let him go, but they'll make sure that he goes to a team where he can be a defensive coordinator. He can shine. He can continue to progress. And then guess what? He's going to get another head coaching job. But, but you know what though? But you know what though? I don't really want to hear that because I don't know how good of a defensive coordinator he is. Because Bill Belichick is the defense coordinator for the New England Patriots. Because that's what they're saying about Eric uh, Bieniemy right. in, in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you know, the Andy Reid is the uh, offensive guru. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, Bill Belichick is the guru of defense. I don't know how good Matt Patricia is. I know he's got a beard, and I know he keeps a pencil and uh, a backwards hat like a fucking dummy. I, I know he does that. <laughs> but yes, but uh, aside from that, what the hell has Matt Patricia done? He's been a loser as a head coach since he's took in the job. A loser. But he's still, you know, you know what? He's following the great trajectory of a Jeff Fisher. Uh, great trajectory uh, to be a mediocre, but keep getting chances because your defense is half halfway good sometimes, coach. Well, listen. Matt Patricia could, could kick rocks for that year. Well, listen. I just want to read Douglas' uh, comment real quick. Uh, Douglas said, uh, "Video the interviews and let everyone see and hear the qualification, just to prove our point." Now, they I they would, don't put their stuff right. on front street like that. I would love for that, that to happen. They would love it. 
I would love it. I would I would love for them to say, hey, you know what? We're going to be fair. We're going to make sure that everybody get a chance. But you know what's going to happen? They're going to have a video outage. They're going to say that they can't do it. They're going to say that they don't want to, you know, uh, disrespect anyone's privacy. It's going to be a whole bunch of mess. Even if, you know what? Even if they don't do the interview, they should let the black candidate say, hey, listen, this is what we talked about. Did I think it was fair? There should be a survey and we should know about it. But again, when you have billionaire white owners, that is the issue. You have these old white owners who don't care about sports because they're still going to create revenue anyway. Now, I'm not going to lie. They are probably sweating a little bit because of what's going on. But I'm sure that the NFL season is still going to start. But you have to make sure that we have some of us in the top positions. And that's where it starts. Like at the GM, at the president spots. And that's when it's going to change. But until then... We're still going to get the same rhetoric. We're still going to get, oh, well, this guy is more qualified. Even though he could have a winning record here and this coach can have a losing record. But as far as the incentives, I think that it's not going to work. And and like you said, right, they're going to find a way. We're going to get you by midway point. It's in your contract. If you don't do good, we got to let you go. We got to let you go because they're going to say it's now. You know, you know what the other ironic thing is? I, I bet you, I bet you, you won't see, you won't see the token African American coaching commercial from American Express this, this year. <laughs> like there won't be a, a, a MacBook commercial about an African American coach, which I think is not only the fact that they did it for the for the women candidates that they had, I thought was really disrespectful. But just the fact that you won't even give us an opportunity like that neither. It's just again another kick in the face. Maybe, you know, Goodell will be on a different wave this season, but <laughs> we'll see. But again, at the end of the day, people should understand what this is. This is the shield, man. Yep. It is the ultimate good old boys network. All you got to do is watch one episode of Ballers and you'll understand that. Mm. I, I, I'll say this. As far as the NFL goes with black coaches, and, and this is, and this is pretty much all I say. Uh, or this is about to be the rest I'll say on it. There's only a few teams that will legitimately fuck with a black coach. There's only a few. Uh, Steelers come to mind. Mm -hmm. Vikings come to mind. Uh, The Colts come to mind. The Bengals come to mind. Mm -hmm. I'll say the Jets, too, a little bit. Um, No. Okay. Look, I mean, look, I I think, um, you know, Herm, I think you know, Herm was good as the Jets coach for a long time. And I'm telling you, good. When good. It, as soon as he wasn't, they was ready to get him out. And and, and what I mean by that is, I feel like they'll, they'll give a lot of leaks. A lot of teams in the NFL will give some growing pains to, to their mm-hmm. coaches. The Bengals. Absolutely. There's not the same amount of teams that'll Don't give that. black Don't coaches no. growing pains. Stop, Chris, because he's about to go on his Marvin Lewis kick again. No, listen. And I'm telling you, man, I'm not about no, to do it. No, listen, oh, no, no, that's no, right. No, 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 no. That's, no, no, no. The only thing I'm saying is the there are every NFL team will give white coaches some rope. And I'm no, saying, I'm talking about no, oh, no, I don't want to hear about Quet. Yeah, I don't hear about Quet and Marvin Lewis. Listen, the Bengals gave him a shot. Listen, you can't hate on the Bengals. The Bengals gave this man 15 years. No, I get, we we listen, not we it, not handing on the Bengals. We I telling know. you 
not to hate on Marvin. I'm not hating on That's Marvin. What we doing. I'm not listen, listen, <laughs> Yo, listen. I'm not hating on Marvin knows, at right? all. They gave that man 20 years. He gave them one playoff win. <laughs> listen, man. I get listen, 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 listen. My hat's off to them. See? My hat's off to them, man. Listen. I will say this about the Bengals. I, I don't know how much of it is they'll give a black coach rope and how much of it their owner is extremely cheap. Like, extremely yes. cheap. Yes. It could be a combination of both when it comes to the Bengals. Well, listen. I'll, I'll put that out there. I mean, well, well, I mean, even if you say he's cheap, but I will still give them credit because they had a lot of troublesome players that they still kept and that they still try to make work. So I will say I will give them that credit, you know, as far as that. But listen, Ruck, I'm going to be positive today. Marvin Lewis, shouts out to you, <laughs> young man. Shouts out to you, young man, please. Um, speaking of young men, uh, you know, Dan Orlowski and Dame, I'm just going to jump to it, man. I'm just going to jump to it. Now, I got a video here. Doctors, they I'm, have I don't know to if go to work. Hear. And they have to work more hours but, um, and get paid I'm just less playing because, because people probably can't hear. But anyway, moms uh, have to go to work. Dan Orlowski, teachers, if you don't know who Dan Orlowski is, they uh, have to he go played do that. Kids for, at the grocery store. I went shopping teams. yesterday. Uh, notably, they have he to played go to for work. the Lions. And they have to. Work. And he said that basically, Dame was spoiled because he didn't want to play, and he was entitled because Dame said, "Yo, listen, if my team is not going to win." If we are not going to be put in a position where we can win, we're not just going to be playing these handout games. I'm not playing. So Dan Orlowski went on a whole rant and basically said, you know, you're entitled. While he was also talking about, you know, him being entitled, he says, uh, well, you know, some people have to work. Now, again, when you're playing a, a sport and you're getting paid for it, yes, it is a privilege. It's an opportunity. I understand that. But Dan Orlowski says, well, this 16-year-old, no, I'll let Ruck tell the story because Ruck said it better than me. Go ahead, Ruck. Tell tell, <laughs> tell, tell about this entitlement that Dan Orlowski is. Talking about entitlement, that was very entitled. Please tell about that, Ruck. Listen, first of all, he said, he said, Dave should just get up and go play basketball like he's supposed to, right? Mm, you know said, what that sound like? Other people, you know what that sound like? Shut up and dribble. Uh, hey. Right? I don't so, agree with that, but go ahead. He said, he said, there, he said, there are other people during this time of COVID 19 that don't have the choice to just not go to work, that they have to. Then he made a reference of, hey, when I went food shopping here in Westport, Connecticut, yeah. at Stu Leonard's, which is one of the there most. was a 16 year old cashier and he had to be at work. Right. So, Dame, how dare you say that you shouldn't be at work? So, for all those that don't know, Westport, Connecticut, is a fairly affluent, you know, area here in Connecticut. No, very, right? very, Dan very. Dan Orlowski, you know, has been pr doing pretty well for himself. Say what you want about him not playing in the NFL. He got a bunch of NFL contracts that kept him in the NFL for at least 10 years. So he's made a good amount of money, mm -hmm. right? He's making a good amount of money being an anchor on Get Up in the Morning or ESPN. So he's doing well. But I don't understand the analogy, right? Because I guarantee you that 16-year-old cashier that was at work at Stu Leonard's, he didn't really have to go to work. His parents were probably making him go to work to prove a point. Like, yeah, Johnny, we got the silver spoon for you, but we're going to make you work at Stu Leonard's to get your, your, your fair way this summer. For your car insurance, Listen, for your bro, Jaguar. 
We yeah, like we don't shop at Sue Leonard's. I mean, I've been there for ice cream. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've had I've had some opportunities to buy a couple of things and said, damn, I spent a lot in Sue Leonard's. But I typically don't shop there. Neither do a lot of people in my community. So my thing was I just took real offense to again Dan having the audacity as a performer, professional athlete, saying somebody is, you know, entitled and a brat for not wanting to play and and not even understanding the moment that he's also trying to reference here in COVID-19 that we have given been given no assurances that things are changing, that people's hosts are, are going to be okay back outside in regular population. Like why would Dane want to risk that? You know, it's just like any other person that they consider an essential worker that has to leave and go to work and still has a family at home. That's a tremendous risk that people are taking. And if he does not have to take it, just like a lot of people are afforded the, the ability to work from home like he is while he's at ESPN, why do that? Huh. Chris, so I just think a, a poor a poor choice of words for somebody to use when they're talking about entitled and being a brat. Hmm. Chris, what say you? I disagree wholeheartedly, actually. Okay. Um, okay. I, I I I understand how you can derive to those uh, sentiments of, okay. of, of you guys, and I you know I won't. There you go. Right. You know, I won't dispute. I won't dispute any of your claims, but that's not the way I took it. I, I'm looking. Um, first of all, I want to say, um, and I don't have it with me. I, I wish I, I wish I would have been more prepared. But y'all know what I was doing before we got on the air. I was really just <laughs> saving the world. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yo, I, I, yo, Dan Olowski came out with a statement about the current state of what's going on in the world, and we ain't talking about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would advise anybody who hasn't read it or haven't seen it to take a look on it. It was very insightful, thoughtful, and it showed. Uh, it just showed. He he knows he knows what circle he's moving in. So I, I'll I'll just say that just to keep it brief. Um, I'm looking at it from this perspective. Um, as a regular person, and most people, you do not want to hear millionaires talking about shit hard. Okay, that is always um that's always a a, a point of contention for people with and people without. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm looking at what Dan Orlowski is saying. And yes, Stu Leonard's is, I like Stu Leonard's. Don't go there often because it's too far away. But <laughs> I'm not going to act like everybody who worked at Stu Leonard's is only working there because they want to and not because they have to. I am I am positive that there's people in Stu Leonard's. And I think that's just the example that he was using. There are plenty of people across the nation who have to go to work. I'm one of them. I have not been afforded the luxury to be able to stay home. I just haven't because, you know, I got a supply for me and mine. So when you hear somebody who is just going to be playing basketball and is going to be more rigorous, rigorous, rigor, rigorously, rigorously, <laughs> more tested, definitely than I am. I get my temperature taken at the door. I get a white cloth to put over my face, and there's some hand sanitizer at my desk. That's it. All right? We all know that the NBA is going to take a, a, an above and beyond approach to how 
their player's safety is going to be managed. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? So to hear somebody say, and obviously I'm a Portland Trailblazer fan, I'm a Dane fan, mm-hmm. but I understand when somebody goes, listen, you out here talking about your, you ain't going to go. When there's people out here that are working jobs like at McDonald's or Burger King or in the hospital or in a whole bunch of different professions, they don't get that choice. They don't get that choice. And they're not going to have the, the the infrastructure in place for safety like you're going to have just to go play basketball. I can understand why that comes off as entitled and a bit bratty. I'm not going to call Dame a brat because I don't feel like there's no brat in Dame. But I can see the I can see the point of perspective of where Dan Orlowski is coming from and why he said these things about Dane. And I, I personally wouldn't be I wouldn't rush to get to the point of the shut up and play basketball. I definitely don't feel that in the statement from Dan Orlowski. Well, well, you know, so, what, and so, y'all know how I feel about Dan Orlowski. Right, right. Okay. So here's one. So here's my thing, though. Right. And, and and I and I feel everywhere that you're coming from, Chris. But but here's my thing, right? For the, for whatever post, and I didn't read his post that he had that was insightful and all that stuff about what's going on and how the country is dealing with COVID nineteen and everything in this time, right? My thing as a person, man to man, right? Keep that same energy whether the camera is on or off. If you're doing homework to make an insightful post, do your homework before you go on the camera and make a statement that you know can be taken out of line. Now, if you preface this statement by saying, listen, I'm strictly making this statement about Dane as a competitor, as a former professional athlete, this is what I'm saying as a competitor that I feel Dane should have said or should be trying to do, right? But don't don't sit up there and call somebody an entitled brat and this and that when you're not really going into the totality of the story. Because just like George Burke broke out on that, Listen, Dame is also dealing with a close family member that he lost to COVID-19. Dame has just had a new child that, you know, again, you have you run the risk. Whether they're taking rigorous safety standards or not, listen, it happened with people in the NBA, and, and it was more than I think that they let on. It wasn't just to start with Rudy Gobert. Like, there were other people that have caught this and had transmitted this over and over again to different people. So, again, everybody with COVID-19 is at risk. So I get that. Yes, people are essential, and they've been going to work and doing certain things. Absolutely. Now, could Dame do us, us being the outside from, from the NBA, all the favor and play the game that he loves to also entertain us during this time because we don't have But you got to understand, he's speaking from – the standpoint of a competitor. If I'm not going out there to try to get a chip to win, what am I doing this for when there's a great risk for me to be sick or something to happen to me or my family? Mm -hmm. So I get it, but I'm just saying, like, again, and Chris, I know that you don't ride with Dan, but I'm also standing with Dane Heavy, too. Well, you you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with you know what people say. You know, you know, if that's what you want to say, you know, that's cool. But at the same time, I think that in sports, you know, you shouldn't feel that someone is being a brat or entitled because they don't want to play. And again, Dame, his reason for not playing, I understand. 
You know, it's like, okay, we're going to play five gimme games. And then but what is that going to prove? And then in the midst of that, what if I get hurt? Then what? You know what I mean? So if he don't want to play, right, hold on, hold on. You know, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but it's like, all right, I got I got two small kids too. One that has respiratory problems, and I'm going to work making fucking gun parts. Like, I don't want to I don't want to expose my kid to that, but it's what I got to do. I, I, I like Dane. You know what I mean? I hate to brag a little bit. But I had to sign a contract to where I work too. And it's a part of that contract that in good and in bad, I got to do it. Now, if I don't like it, I can quit. But I can't. I got to support mine. So, again, like, I I, I think, honestly, I think we all kind of saying the same thing, just coming from different perspectives. Because I agree with what you said. I, I I understand that take of it, but I don't know. I mean, I think I'm leaning more towards the working man on this on this side of the argument right. because I know that there's plenty of people who are in situations like Dane where they got either newborn kids, they got young kids, but they still got to go to work. And I can understand them turning on TV and seeing somebody go, so he can't make the playoffs. So now he don't want to play because he don't want to. Uh, he don't want to. He think I want to risk, you know, flipping burgers. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's. I think it's just a, it's a point of perspective thing, on this Dean Dean Olowski situation. Right. Now, That's what I'm saying. Listen, I, I I totally agree with that. But again, like you said, some people they have to go to work because they have to make ends meet. If Dame that if I said Dame Dash, he wish. If Dame <laughs> if Dame has already said, listen, I got my endorsements, I got my deals doing this, I am set for the year. I don't have to go back. I'm fine. Then that's what he should do. I think that when you are working, your point of working is so that at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you don't have to work as hard. If he said, I don't want to play because we're fine and I don't want to put my family at jeopardy but I am still able to support them, then I give him all credit. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Now, if Dane was like the CEO, he's like, I'm not saying nothing. And what he's doing could affect hundreds and thousands of people. Then you can say what you want to say. But if it's only going to, you know, if it's, if it's going to benefit him and his family, how's he entitled? I mean, I don't see a problem with the athlete, regardless well, maybe, of the color. Maybe Dan Olowski. I don't want to do it. Maybe Dan Orlowski chose some words that he shouldn't have in describing it. Well, and um, I get that. And I'm not mad at Listen, right. they ain't made millions of dollars so he can make decisions like this. So I ain't even mad. I'm te- Honestly, I'm not even really mad at his decision. Um, and this is coming as a trailblazer fan. One second, one second. This- Let me just say this because you didn't make a point. Dan Orlowski did apologize. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen that, but I'm going to read the tweet. It says no. So Dame Dash said, "I'm um, Dame Dash. I keep calling him Dame. It's not Dame Dash. Dame Dash wish he was him. Dame it's Don. It's the rock for life. He's stupid. So Dame said, go back on TV with real Skip Bayless, even though they're not with him, and tell all the viewers that, and tell Skip I can answer his questions as well. What have I done since y'all got so much to say, and don't know either one of y'all." So Dan Olasi says, no, you're right. I was wrong to use the phrase at the end. He said, that's my bad. The phrase of entitled. That's what he was talking about. He said, my comment started with saying, I hope we all realize nothing is 
meaningless anymore. And if it's about protecting our loved ones, a hundred percent, I shouldn't have said entitled or brat. That's on me and my bad. And he also went on to say, and that's why I told you I was wrong to say that hundred percent on me. And you have my public apology. And he was just saying at the end, I, you know, my bad. I was wrong for that. So Dan Orlovsky didn't apologize, but I, I mean, I just, but he only really apologized for just those, maybe those two words struck a chord. Uh You know what I mean? But I can see Dame's, I can see Dame's side of it. I can see Dame saying, I want to, you know, I got a new kid. I don't want to bring this around. I got the luxury of doing it and doing it. I'm cool with that. Uh But I can also see people who look at that like, oh man, fuck that. I can see that side. That's all. I can see that side too. And I, and I, and I lean more towards that side. I honestly do. I lean more towards that side, but I can see both sides of it. I can see I mean, both sides of the game. I mean, again, like when you really break it down, it's basketball. It's not like he's like a construction worker. It's not like what he's doing is going to like really affect the world in the sense of like, we really need you. Even if you're talking about the workers, even if Dame don't play, the people that's running the concession stands, the people that's running the facility, they're still going to eat because basketball is still in effect. So, you know, Again, I see what you're saying, Chris. I respect it. Love it. But, you know, we just had to talk about that. Um, since we are talking about basketball, we talking about... Oh, hold on. I did um, I did pull up uh, Dan Orlowski's, uh tweet that he put out. Okay. The one this that was, we were uh, talking about? Nah, you wasn't talking about that one. Were you, Ruck? Oh, you're talking about the tweet. Which one? Which tweet are you talking about? Because Ruck was saying that he had, like, this great, um, you know, speech... Talking about what was going on. Yeah, yeah, that's the one Chris has. Yeah, I got that. I got it. I got it queued up right now. Okay. And what is it like a long one or is it kind of like short? I mean, it's a it's a tweet. It's not a it's not it's not like a book. I mean, but it's like it might take a minute. Okay. Well, listen, (laughs) listen. If you want to read it, then by all means, please. But you know. I'll read it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Please, you ain't, you ain't put me on the spot. This ain't high school, okay? <laughs> Listen, you know how to read. Tough guy. to say tough guy. He said, uh, he said, uh, a now, main this reason is Dan why. Orlowski, sport, right? This is Dan Orlowski. Okay. Right. This is in the light of everything that's going on. He said, the main reason why sports matter to me, I'm a white guy who grew up in a mainly white area. I have spent most of my life around black men because of playing college football and in the NFL. What happened over that was that the poison, lies, stereotypes that I was led to believe about the black community as a kid were wiped away. My whole adult life I have been my whole adult life I have spent around good-hearted integrity-filled, hard-working, kind, funny, intelligent, conscious motivated, loyal, friendly, trustworthy, amazing, successful black people. Without sports, I don't think I have those lies wiped away. I wish everyone could experience this. I think everyone needs to experience this in some way as a parent. My kid 100% will. Hmm. Dang. Okay. All right. Well, I like what he said. You know, and if you know Shelton, Shelton is, uh, um, you know, Pretty different. Pretty yeah, different. we knew we grew up. We know. Pretty, pretty different than uh, New Haven, Hartford, Bridgeport. You know, but you know, again, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's saying that. You know, I'm glad that he was able to recognize that. Um, but 
you know, we'll see. I just hope that more white people can, you know, recognize that too. Um, and go and go from there. Uh, NBA play also it's word that NBA that the NBA is set to return in July and they're going to do it at Disney World. What do you guys feel about this? Um I think it's I, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. I'm still on the fence about it. But what do you guys say? Somebody? Uh I mean look, I think uh I, I want to see some basketball. I do. Um if they could work it out at a at Disneyland and, and 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 get some competitive basketball going and get you know these guys a couple warm up games and then just pop right into the playoffs, I'm down. Mm. I mean, I don't. It ain't really much more I could say. Like, I'm down. I want to see it. Okay. How about you, Rut? I'm just like you guys. You know, I'm I miss basketball too. So if we can get the playoffs, if we can get those 16 teams that they're talking about. Kind of make it make it work. Um, I'm expecting that the series are probably going to be a little bit condensed because they don't want this to bleed too far over into next season. Mm. Um, then then let's let's go ahead and have it. I think the determining factor really is going to be if they're going to decide, which I, I believe they've already really reached the conclusion if they're going to play with fans or not, and how that's going to look. I don't think they lose as much money from um, a fan experience perspective um, because this isn't baseball where, you know, almost, I think it was like 50 to like almost 60% of their, some of their revenue during the season comes from ticket sales. Mm. So the NBA will be fine. Um, And I think everybody needs it. Like we're, we're watching different things on, ESPN, the Ocho, and, and everything else like cornhole and yeah. and, and all the other types of stuff. So I think it'll be welcome back. Um, I, I don't think that this will be like a, an asterisk season because again we've had a shortened season b- before uh, with the lockout. So if we can get it back on, let's get it back on. I agree. I agree. Listen, I I definitely want to see. You know, I mean, if it comes. And if it returns, then that's fine. But, you know, I would love to see it, you know, you know, that sport, that competitive edge and, you know, just having that. Um, but if players like, listen, I don't want to play, then it is what it is. But um, it seems like the uh, NBA will be stepping out. I think that um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Some soccer in different countries has started. Right. I know that. La Liga is about to start back up. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. On the 11th. Okay. The Liga Soccer League, that's one of the bigger ones. I think that yeah, baseball you know, can the Korean do. baseball league is, is yeah. doing it too. Mm-hmm. So. And you know, because baseball, mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. are definitely, you know, six feet apart. You know, everyone besides the umpire and the catcher, I'm sure that they can work that out some way, somehow. Uh and you know, with the batter. But um I think that we should have sports. I I know I was listening to something on the XM radio and they were saying how for NFL they're gonna have uh maybe well in Texas you know, for, for some games and college games, they were going to have like the stadium be at 25%, you know, so that they can kind of space things out. Um, you know, we just got to deal with what we got to deal with right now. I mean, fans are no fans long as you, you know, you know, like you said, Chris, long as, as it's competitive, long as we seeing a good game and I don't, I don't have any issues with it, you know, but gotta be safe. Gotta definitely be safe. So, Mm-hmm. Those are our topics, man. We ran through those. You know, hopefully we'll get some good stuff 
hopefully by July we're gonna be talking about some NBA and hopefully that the NFL say yeah we coming back. I hope that that uh, Goodell continues to be greedy, especially in the time of need. This is the only time where I want Roger Goodell to say, "Fuck <laughs> what y'all talking about." I want to see some NFL, so you know. But uh, so I need him to be who he say he is, as Chris would say. You know, keep that same energy, keep that same energy. Um, well, yo, I just it's, it's just it's a betting terminology, yo. If you a scrub, I'm betting on you being a scrub. Don't be a star today. <laughs> You've been a scrub. You've been a scrub all season. Don't be a star today. I don't need that. <laughs> you cold blooded, Chris, man. Cold-blooded. Man. I'm not cold-blooded. I'm trying to win some money. <laughs> oh, oh, and that's another reason why. Again, and also, if you bet, you know, you want that to come back because some people supplement their income by gambling. And so, it's a lot of money to be made. So, before we head out, fellas, uh, anything else that y'all want to talk about? Anything else that y'all want to mention before we hit the road? I mean, I, w- I-, I-, I want to yield my time to, to Mr. Rucker. Cause I know it's sucked on his chest, and I really want him to lay. I just want him to lay in, honestly. Even if it's just for five minutes, I just want him to lay in. Oh man! So you want you want to do it? You want to do it? That's 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 what you want to do? Okay. Because God told All me right. to. Because He told me All to. Right. <laughs> he said, right. "Give that time." Just like just like my man Romeo said, a forty year old version. You want to just he he here now. <laughs> the, the, the ninja here now. No, nah, I mean, you know, we and we talked about this on there, and I'm, I mean, I, I'm sure that everybody um, that's listening has seen what has gone on, what's happened in Minneapolis, um, the tragic death of, of George Floyd. It, it's so much to unpack, right? But, but what I will say is this, right? It is it is it is about time that we as a people, and when I say we as a people, I'm talking about minorities and the majority, right? That we as a people understand um, what it really is to to live by the golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people that are doing things like this and, and have been saying crazy things. These are the same people that go to their local churches and parishes and everything. And they always talk about, they, they know the Bible, they know this, they know that. And if you know it, you know, the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. All right. When is that going to be the playing field that we operate on? Mm-hmm. When it, When is enough going to be enough? Um, because for everybody that's out here speaking out against violence, against, um, an uprising and things like that, that they don't want to see us do this. They don't want to see us do that. How much are we supposed to take as a people? You know, how much pain is another group uh, or another culture supposed to inflict on a people when we're supposed to be a collective body? You know, if you, if this country is supposed to be the shining light to the rest of the world, at what point do we start to care about our image? because it hasn't been that. And, and like I said earlier, it's so much to unpack. Um, the emotions, you know, range for myself, you know, throughout different points of the day, just depending on what I see, what I read, what I come across. But 
enough is enough. And, and, and I will say this for our people. It, it won't change if we don't make a change. If we don't make the necessary steps to protect ourselves, to better ourselves, to educate ourselves, to make sure that we care for our own first and foremost, then it will never change. If you do not invest in yourself to become at some point, and I don't even want to use the word conscious because a lot of people use that. A lot of people are transitioning to the timeline to stay woke. Listen, be self-aware. Don't be the one, like I always say, that falls through the banana and tailpipe. Know what's going on around you and make people respect your bubble, your people, your family the way they should. But I really want to go in, you know, on a show that we just simply dedicate to this topic because I think it's needed. I think it deserves that, not only for just what happened to, to George Floyd, but just where we are as a society, where we are as a culture. We need to speak up for our own in a different way that, that people that listen to us, and I, and I think all the other listeners of other races that we have that listen to us, but understand too, like I know you know, if I can't stand for my own, I can't stand for nobody else first. Mm -hmm. So I need that. I need that not only for my people, but I need from others that are around me to respect that. And if you can't respect it, then I need to show you how. So that's kind of where I am right now. Again, like y'all brothers already know where I am. Like we need to just really let, let loose, but trust me, I, I am, slowly getting on this soapbox so uh, i'm ready whenever y'all are well listen man I, you you can't you can't say nothing after that man that, that was so powerful definitely appreciate your brother man definitely appreciate you so much man and um uh chris anything else that you want to say you, you want to add or i said i yield my time okay to Deshaun rucker okay and i yielded my time Deshaun Rucker. Deshaun Eloquatious Rucker, man. My Thank man. You. And also, man, you know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in on the check-in, man. Everybody being so supportive, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Um, also, you know, like I said, we got to thank our sponsor, 94.3 WYBC. The Rhythm of the City. Yes, man. I love when Chris said that. Also, man, you know, we are looking for sponsors. So please reach out to us. You know, I've got my email up there. Give us a shout out if you got a product that you want to, you know, it to be placed. If you have something that you want to share, you know, let's help each other. You know, we'll help you and, you know, we'll do what we can to make sure that you are well represented. And also, we are on all of these platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Spotify, Apple, everywhere. We are all over the place. Yes, we are doing our thing. So we can't stop, won't stop, you know. Until we make it to the top. Appreciate it, everybody. So on that note, thanks again for tuning into another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, The Rock Report. Until next time, peace.